Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Tuesday morning. Another day in paradise for you and me. Hope everybody's doing well today and uh, faring well through this uh, crisis that we're dealing with. Uh, they said that, uh, read this morning, that uh, it has surpassed 35,000 people who have been infected with this virus, but hopefully this uh, I think it's called hydrochloroquine, uh, something like that. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, very effective. They were showing uh, a 60-year-old man that thought he was, he pretty much told his family goodbye, thought he was dying, and uh, apparently this, this medication uh, worked, and he's uh, doing really good. So maybe they found a found a cure, some way to, to combat and deal with this, And uh, but they're still taking precautions and wanted to be sure, <coughs> excuse me, and I uh, want to still stay in, but I know it's kind of tough on a lot of people with financially who uh, may have to be miss work or your your work is shut down for temporary reasons. And uh, so we're praying for you. And hopefully these uh, uh, liberals will get their fannies out of the way and get, then they can president get some things passed to, to try to help some people. And because uh, apparently they want to stand and block everything, anything he tries to do. And that just... Uh, very frustrating to say the least because <laughs> I know people could really use some help right now but anyway I hope everybody is well and uh, so we're going to dive into God's word this morning so if you have uh, a Bible handy and want to look and join in with us then we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 5 21 that is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 so we're going to bring that up here for you to read along with but if you have a Bible handy, uh, feel free to get that as well. So, uh, 5, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. He hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And as uh, me old Pappy always said, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So, we look at this passage here, very powerful uh, passage of uh, uh, verse here this morning for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we may be that we might be made the righteous of God in him I mean read that and you got to think about that here uh, Jesus was born of a virgin uh, no uh, God did not impregnate her she was not impregnated by a Roman soldier or some of these Cults out there would like to let you know, uh, like Jehovah's Witness or Mormons, they have a very skewed sense uh, when they when they start to attack the miraculous, start to attack the virgin birth, and uh, it was very much that the virgin birth uh, was true. That's one of the found cornerstones and foundations of our uh, convictions and beliefs in Jesus Christ. He could not been uh, born of a man because. The seed of Adam uh, was tainted from sin because of the fall, and so that's why Jesus had to be born miraculously through Mary, and uh, he had become one of us to show the way, and he did not know any sin. You know, I mean, you know, it's hard to imagine. Good morning, Mr. Son. It's hard to imagine someone who knew no sin. 
All right, but he, remember, he was very much God, as he was very much man, as a, someone who never had any deceitful thought, never done anything wrong, never spoke wrong, never done a thing in the world wrong. That is hard to imagine because I know I screw up every single day. I can't get up in the morning without screwing up. All right, I do something, some way, shape, form, or fashion to mess up. Uh, but here, Jesus Christ knew no sin. And he, he was, God sent his only son to leave, to leave the glories of heaven to come and be someone who was lower than the angels to be one of us. And he voluntarily, he knew, you know, uh, and the, the beating he was going to endure. He knew the pain and the endurance upon the cross. And that's why when he was uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying and he said, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass by me because he realized what was going about to happen. And Jesus took our sins. Didn't mean that he became a sinner, all right, but he took our sins, our wickedness you know, right? you know man's heart is desperately wicked who can know it we are all wicked evil people all right and somebody may take i've had people take offense to that how dare you say that i'm wicked i give to charity i buy a girl scout cookie i do great things and and, and help the elderly and hey that's fine and great man that's good for you kudos to you but that does not make you perfect. If you were 99.9% .9 perfect, you still cannot enter through the gates of heaven. You, there is none righteous, no, not one. There's nobody in this world that is perfect. All right, if, they, if they're telling you they're perfect, you, you better just get away from them because they're crazy. There's nobody perfect. But unfortunately, there's people out in this world who have the false belief that if they work hard enough and do enough good things, they will gain interest to heaven. I've had people say, well, uh, well, that, there's no way God would send them to hell. If they did not make a profession of faith, if they, if they did not confess their sins before God Almighty, accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior into their hearts, they will spend an eternity in hell. That is the sad part. There's going to be a lot of good people in hell. There's only one way to heaven, and God's Word makes it abundantly clear that no man comes to the Father except through him. So Jesus Christ, out of his love for us, was beaten for us, nailed to a cross for us. See, that's what we deserve, all right? God demanded judgment for our sin. We all deserved hell. Every one of us deserved hell. But Jesus Christ said, no, I'm taking your spot, Matt. I'm taking your spot, Debbie. I'm taking your spot, whoever else is watching on here. I'm taking this for you. I've been taking your beating. I'm going to be nailed to the cross for you. I'm taking the judgment for you, all right? So he took our place on the cross. And all of our sins, all of our transgressions came upon Christ so much to the fact that his own Father, God the Father, cannot look upon him because he loved us that much. All right? And not only could the cross, and after he died on the cross, he rose again, and he's alive, and he ascended to heaven. And that's one thing for here, that he knew no sin, that, he meant that we might be made the righteousness of God in him keep that in mind my friends that see that once we accept the free gift of salvation once we accept jesus christ our personal lord and savior into our heart all right we become equal to jesus christ we become co-heirs to the throne with jesus christ see we inherit we inherit the glories of heaven but the only way that we can do that is understanding the virgin birth understanding uh the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, understanding that substitutionary atonement upon the cross 
for us. All right, he substituted himself on the cross for us. And I know it's hard to understand for some people. I said, well, how in the world did, did Jesus Christ die on the cross for me? That was 2,000 years ago or more. And, and how in the world did, hey, if you, uh, and I've explained this many times, and uh, if you're a, a sci-fi geek like me, Back to the Future, Doctor Who, H.G. Uh, Wells' Time Machine, you know, I love anything to do with time travel, because if I could do, build a time machine, I would go back in time and kick my fanny for all the stupid things that I did in my past. I would love to just wring my own neck. But, uh, so, anyway, I'm getting off course. But the thing of it is, uh, space and time imploded. They all come together at that one particular moment, all right? Some people's got this this um, uh, weird belief that uh, God doesn't know the future. And that, uh, uh, in fact, there's actually a theological term for that, but my mind's went blank. But uh, that uh, God uh, adjusts uh, his, his plans according to what we do. That's, that's insanity, that is crazy. God knows past, present, and future. And so Jesus Christ looked to the future to us, just as those in the Old Testament looked to the future to Jesus Christ, and Jesus saw them. Jesus saw, all, and he, he gave his life for us. All right? So time has no meaning. And he looked to the future and saw us. He saw me. He saw you. All right? And he gave his life for us. And so you have that choice today. You have that choice to accept this free gift of salvation. You have this choice today to accept Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. The world is spinning out of control. Without a doubt, we are in the end times. You can laugh and mock, say, look at this lunatic believing a book of fairy tales and, and, and looking at a, 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 a sky daddy or whatever they want to call it. Or It's no different than the, the flying spaghetti monster, as some people want to say. I mean, I've, I've seen it and, and heard it all. All right, I, there's... Very little that that surprised me more in some of the uh, the ways that uh, people in the world want to mock us as Christians and, and make fun of us, uh, whether it's this, this virus that's going on or any other tragedy. They use that opportunity to goad us, to mock us. They got these trolls on there who want to make fun of us. Hey. Make fun of it. God's word says in the end times, we will face persecution. We're, we're going to have tribulation. He didn't sugarcoat it. People will make fun of us. They are going to. It's going to happen. We're going to be persecuted. The longer God tarries. See, Jesus Christ and God, they hate sin. They abhor sin. All right? And we have pastors out there trying to make excuses for sin and condone sin and alternative lifestyles, which is, is wrong and erroneous because God hates sin. And so you have, we will have people that's going to make fun of us. But guess what? Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So guess what? They can mock all they want to because one day they're going to bow before God the Father. They're going to bow before Jesus Christ. And if they haven't made that, that profession of faith, they're going to be judged for every single thing they've ever done in this world. And they will be cast into the depths of hell. And so, thou, and so we need to make sure that we witness and minister in the face of of adversity and make sure that people understand this atoning work on the cross in which Jesus Christ done. And uh, so, you know, this is not some fairy tale. This is not a, a book of fairy tales. Uh, the, the prophecy, one after another, that's come to, to pass just for one, just for one, and I've used this illustration before, just for one prophecy to come true would be like uh, going knee deep and uh, uh, if somebody was to cover Texas, the size of Texas, with enough coins, it would be knee deep. And they dropped you out of a helicopter in the middle of Texas to find one specific coin 
That's the chances of one prophecy coming true. And yet we have hundreds of prophecies, one after another, coming true. We know this is truth. God is not a liar. He tells us so. This is truth. This is not fairy tales. This is not to be compared to the likes of uh, uh, Odin or, um, uh, I don't know, some of the others, uh, Hercules' uh, daddy, what's his name? Uh, anyway, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> the Greek uh, fairy tales. This is not what that's about. This is truth, okay? And so people need to understand this truth and accept Jesus Christ. And I think that if, and I've, I've talked about this a little bit Sunday, the more real we can be, if we're not, if we get, you know, let's, let's not be high-minded, let's not be on these spiritual high horses and act like we're so pious that we're above such things of, of so many others who are sinners. We're all sinners. We all mess up. We show that realism to others. Show what Jesus Christ has done to us. I think I go a long way in reaching younger people and people in general if we show that, that reality of, of Christ in our hearts and that working, uh, uh, the work that he's doing within us to change us. And, um, you know, so be careful, you know, I understand we have to point out uh, things that are, are erroneous and that are wrong, but do it in a loving way because they, we are looked at as hateful and judgmental because, and I agree, there are so many things out there that are being pushed, agendas that are being put out there that we have to stand against. We have to be the salt of the earth. We have to stand for what is right and for what is true. That is what, while we are ambassadors of Christ, in fact, the verse right above uh, in, uh, chapter 5 Verse 20 of 2 Corinthians talks about us being ambassadors for Christ. So we have to uphold what is right. We have to uphold God's word and give a strong defense. But let's do it in a way that is loving and kind. I get angry too. There's so many times I want to type something out on Facebook and it makes me somatic and C-string. But we've got to show Jesus in every area and every aspect of our lives. Jesus Christ gave his life for us. Our, my, I'm a sorry, worthless human being, but Jesus Christ reached out into the future, loved me enough to give his life, but the grave cannot hold him, and he's alive, he's alive, and so let us put our hand in that nail-scarred hand in the times of trouble or fear or tribulation, knowing that Jesus Christ is there. So make sure today your salvation is secure, and you pray that prayer, and that you truly have that change of heart, that change of mind, and serve an almighty God. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I pray that you would lead us, guide us, and direct us. Lord, let us be true ambassadors in Christ for you. Let us serve you well. Let us serve you mightily. Lord Jesus, let's not get discouraged and bogged down by the things and the ideas of this world. Lord, let us always be a light in this world of darkness and let us be a witness to everyone we come across. Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and protect us. Lord, be with uh, my parents, my father-in-law, mother-in-law. Keep them safe, my wife and my children. Be with all those who may be scared or fearful of what's going on right now. Give them peace. Those who are sick, bring healing. Those who are having surgeries, that you'll guide the doctor's hands and bring them to full and complete health. Lord, I pray that you'll be with all those on the front lines, our police officers, first responders, doctors, and nurses. And uh, Lord Jesus, I just pray that uh, that you will let our police officers know they're loved, needed, and appreciated. And Lord, just be with our president. I pray that you, pray that you will give protection about him and his family. Give him wisdom and discernment in this situation, in any situation. And Lord, be with this nation. And please, Lord, touch hearts and minds like never before, before you return. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Hope everybody has a good day today. Remember, once your name is written at Land's Book of Life, there, there are those out there that are, uh, have the false belief known as Arminians who think that uh, you can lose your salvation, that every time you sin, you lose your salvation. Nothing could be further from the truth. Once your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you truly mean what you said in that prayer. It cannot be erased. Now, if you think that's just a magic, uh, the, 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 when I went over the plan of salvation in that prayer, if you think it's just some magic wording and you're, you're good to go and you still continue to live in the world, then you've not made a heart change. So understand that. But if you truly mean it and you've truly made that heart change, that lifestyle change, that change of heart and mind, and you want to live and truly live for Jesus Christ, nothing can take your, your name out. God knows we're going to sin. He knows we're going to mess up. He's not out there with a big eraser saying, oh, Matt messed up again. No, he understands that. That's why Jesus is that mediator and talks to God on our behalf. So realize that and understand that, that your salvation is indeed secure. Uh, Mrs. Sipes says, you are on a roll. Thank you for your words of inspiration and words that carry us through. Thank you, Mrs. Sipes. I truly appreciate that. Any good is the Lord to give him the glory uh, for sure. But uh, appreciate the, the, what you said, though. Uh, if you want to share these devotions or have friends or family who may want to uh, watch these each morning, they can find me at Dr. Young 77 here on Facebook. If they don't do social media, go to YouTube and uh, you can subscribe there at uh, Dr. Matthias Young and they can watch all the uh, daily devotions on there as well. And or you can go to um, the Dr. Young Chronicles on Apple iTunes podcast, audio only, no video. You can watch, uh, you can listen to the daily devotions, uh, Brandy and I's podcast, uh, sermons, all that as you go out throughout your day. So, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.